welcome you in with our thanksgiving. We welcome you in. We usher you in. Would you ride in on the praises of your people? Would you ride in on the praises of your people? Father, we welcome you. We welcome you, sweet spirit of God. Me eko sabale kasukatela. La kateke parabakoso toko prokoskoto. Lepra ikoskoto koprokoskapa. Lepra koskitale. Lema kosoto kopareba kosababababa. Lepra koskiteke prakoskoto koprokoskapa. Lepra koskiteke parabakoskoto koprokoskiteka. Lepra kosapala pala ikatuskiti. La kosapali kando koskotola. La krakoskoto koprokosketela, leketeke parando zabale, la kotoskoto kapale, la kaka brakoskoto kapa, le prekoskapale, la kokoprokusketila, la bade la baskotoba, le krekeseteke paleba rokoskata. You are welcome in our midst, Holy Spirit. Have your way, take your place, ikratos kapale, move in our midst today, O oh God. Me <laughs> La krakus kitile, le prekusabale, la krekakusekia, le keteseketeka. Say, God, I want to meet with you today. Spirit of God, I want to meet with you today. I want to encounter you today. Ma akosapale braduza, le ekesutapa, la prakuskete, la pako porokoskapa, le pako koporokoskotoko, prokoskotokopo, le prakusi akande kaleba. La barada zu e brendo zabakasatela kakakasketila le prakosunde kapale bradoza le prekusabale baruko sabale la brando zokotus kapale aba ma akosetale. I want an encounter with you today, O oh God. God. I want Ilabradoza bande kaparabakoshkate. I've come to seek your face. I've come to seek your face. I want an encounter. I want an encounter. La akosa balakusikete. Lemando zoko prodoja. Akotuko porokoskoto le balabakoskoto koparadazina. La papa papa le porotoskotonde kapale. 
Bale, Epando Zabale Kitesila, La Kutuko Prakosha Bale, Epres Kotuka Pala Bakasa. Lema koso toko parabako sa pakalabakasitela. Manderi kere dos tavari kere manzo prokorietela. Me eke sa tuka paradakasitela. Ai kobota liatela. Ataila te Aradosna, in the Rebecilian Torah, Candelia Turian Dunge, the Barriacalia, Keboria Nanza Bracoria da Baskedela. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you praise, Almighty God. For there is none holy as the Lord, and there is none besides Him. Neither is there any rock like our God for in the splendor of your majesty deep within my spirit sings holy 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 Abba we give you glory as we sing holy Abba we give you glory as we sing holy Abba, we give you glory as we sing holy, magnificent, and holy is your name. And so today we say that unto the King eternal and unto the reigning King, unto the Lord Almighty, be blessing and glory and honor and power now and forever now and forever kaina sunante likati abadi now world without end for eternity and time for forever and a day to you and Father, thank you that we are stepping into a season where there will be glory to give. Thank you for a season, Lord, where we will have glory to give to you, where there will be honor coming our way, where these words can finally mean something tangible, Lord, where there will be a choice of who gets glorified, us or you. We receive grace to make that choice a thousand times out of a 99 out of 999 as you let the world know that our god reigns let the earth rejoice let the people be glad 
Let them find you in us. Let all the honor return to you. Somebody clap your hands, oh you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Wherever you are, type it in the comment section. Give God a praise in the spirit and in your body. Welcome to 2023. If you're half as excited as I am to be in this year that is a land flowing with milk and honey, let the Lord know by giving him some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Indeed, come and see what the Lord has done for me and for you. Welcome to the first week of Apostolic Emphasis of 2023. My, my, uh, my video will be back in a second. Welcome to the first week of Apostolic Emphasis of 2023. Um, we're starting the year off right. Amen. Uh, in the presence of the Lord. We're charting a course for his agenda and his purpose. Uh, and I, for one, I'm excited about what the Lord has to speak to us and to reveal to us and to uh, impart to us over these next few days. And so as you saw on the screen, uh, we're live every day from the 3rd, that's tonight, till the 7th, that is Saturday. We'll be coming to you every day in the evening at 7 p.m. during the time of the altar watch uh, with a time of teaching, prayer, and I'm warning you in advance, prophecy. Um, this year, I will be releasing my prophetic uh, outlook for the year as the Lord has revealed to me, primarily through these five days. So uh, if the Spirit will allow me each day, I'll take some time to share it. Good to see you, Sephora. Good to see you, Sarah. Good to see you, Minister Maureen, Natalia, Colleen. My girlfriend, Dr. Jokia, Pastor Isaac, all the way from KCM, Kenya. Good to see you, son. And everybody in the house, Tony. All righty. So, like I said, as God will give wisdom and grace uh, over these five days, each day that the Holy Spirit allows me, I'll take time to share with you uh, a little bit of the forecast of what the Lord has laid on my heart concerning this year. Uh, but let me start by saying this. These two words have been so heavy on my heart that I considered amending our year word graphic. So for those of you who don't know, um, what have I just done? <laughs> okay. So Chrissy, can you find me the, um, the banner that says government, governing, and governance? Okay, I think I found it. For those who don't know, this is our word for the year. Government, governance, and governing. This is what the Lord said to me way back in 2022, in the first quarter of 2022, about this year. Now, there are two words that have been so heavy in my spirit for the last few weeks that I'm, I'm considering amending that graphic to say government restoration and recompense. Because I have heard the Lord scream those words. In fact, if you've received a New Year message from me, in the last week or so, last few days, sorry or so, you've probably odds are you probably had me tell you that this would be a year for you of restoration or recompense, because that's all God has been screaming in my ear. 
This is going to be a year where the books are settled. It's going to be a year where the outcomes of the works that men have been building are laid bare. It it's going to happen for, for families, for careers, for ministries, for businesses. Basically, there is going to be a settling of accounts in the spirit. And the works that men have been building and constructing will be tested and laid bare. And so that is a word of excitement if you have been building on the rock. It's a word of warning if you have been building on sand. And if you have been building on sand and you have very little time to adjust and to correct and see what you can salvage, a word is enough for the wise. And so January is going to be a month of, a, of, of extreme um, spiritual activity. Just so you know, for instance, uh, some of us are fasting already. Some of us understood the drill. And so we started the year fasting, but that's fine, even if you're not. Uh, but from the 8th to the 14th of January, we're going on a corporate fast, uh, a consecration journey. And so we'll be gathering again every day <laughs> from the 8th to the 14th of January. So technically speaking, if you've done the math by now, you realize that, um, <laughs> that you've been set up because we're going to be gathering for teaching. You don't need to fast if God hasn't laid on your heart, the third to the seventh. And so we're going to be laying a foundation in the word of the Lord from the third to the seventh today till Saturday. From Sunday, we move into a season of corporate fasting and praying, a consecration journey. And we will also be meeting every night at seven. But from Sunday, it will shift from more doctrinal and prophetic insight for the year to prayer and supernatural prophetic transaction. All right. And then on the 14th of this month, we will gather, uh, we'll confirm the location soon for the first forge of 2023. And for those of you who don't know, the forge is our 12 hours of prayer campaign. See, I, I don't know how to put this, but... If you don't see the need for this to start your year, then you're serving a different God than the one I'm serving. Maybe you're serving Shango or Oya or Zeus or Hercules or, or, or Thor or Odin. Uh, but the God that I serve, when he begins to release intelligence spiritually about a season of government, of restoration, of recompense, all the words we've had over the last few months, uh, common sense should tell those of us who've walked with him for a while that it's time to get in the lab of prayer. <laughs> And so we will be birthing the counsel of the Lord uh, in 12 hours of prayer. If you can get it, it will be somewhere in the environment of London, in the, London, the greater London area. If you can get down, start getting ready, we'll let you know before this week is over. So by Thursday, I believe at Thursday or Friday at the latest, we will let you know where the forge will be. Alrighty, so let's get into the word of the Lord today. Uh, I want to warn you in advance that I am still recovering. And so you can probably hear me sniffing and snotting. We'll get through this together. There's a big old uh, menthol sweet in my mouth. Uh, we'll do this. God will help us. Amen. But uh, bear with me if I am not as, uh, what's the word now? Eloquent, quote unquote, as, as you would like. Also, it's not too early to start to prepare for the Kingdom Culture Summit of 2023. November in the city of London. It is going to be lit. Uh, we will put out the information soon. The, the website 
uh, and registration details will be released before this month is over and so you have nine months or ten months to prepare for the premier kingdom encounter in the united kingdom and europe of the year righty one more announcement to make um so this sunday is most likely going to be the final broadcast that we will have from our old embassy building we are moving out this week most likely into a holding space we hope before next week is over to have the ability to move into our new property that we are currently in negotiation from or for uh, also in the city of london we're very excited about the location uh, but we will let you know as soon as everything is fully settled so please keep us in your prayers um, and also for those of you who are kingdom builders or who are financial partners with our house there has never been a better time to give we, we haven't made too much of a noise about it we're moving out of one premise into another it's going to need fitting kitting furnishing construction all that kind of stuff uh, but it's never been our, our thing to make too much noise because God has constantly provided especially through those of you who see this house as one of your spiritual financial responsibilities and so we are uh, asking you to give as the lord will uh move and instruct and direct and empower you and we'll have more information for you uh in the next few days once that deal is settled once we know for a fact that we've got the new place we'll let you know where it is and what we need to do to get it up and running right let's get into the word of the lord tonight now this five days, our theme is Bereshit or Bereshit. It is the Hebrew word for Genesis or beginnings. Uh, by the way, those of us in Kingdom Culture, if you're on the UK family group, uh, and if you are not on the UK family group of Kingdom Culture and you like to be, so we, Kingdom Culture around the world operates as national families. And so if you're in the United Kingdom, uh, whether or not you attend a Kingdom Culture church as your everyday Sunday worship house, but if you see yourself as part of the extended family, you see yourself as part of the household, uh, send us an email to contact at kculture.org and we will add you with your number, your WhatsApp number, and we'll add you to the group for banter, for fellowship, for information and all those kinds of things. Uh, but for those of you who are there, you know that we began a new Bible reading plan yesterday. Uh, we're going through the Bible in 180 days. Now, in addition to that one, I also am sending out a second invitation a standalone one which is going to take you through the bible in a year but using videos uh, and the material of a project called the bible project which i have a lot of love and regard for and so if you want to be a part of these two bible reading plans we're fellowshipping we're encouraging each other along the way that whatsapp group is the place to be but the word bereshit is the hebrew word for beginnings or genesis so when the bible says genesis it's Bereshit. And the first phrase or the first sentence in the book of Genesis, when it says in the beginning, is the word Bereshit. And so I want us to read two scriptures this afternoon or this evening, sorry, very quickly. Then we will say a short prayer, get into what the word of the Lord is, and then we will come back to pray. And if God and time will permit, uh, we will prophesy a little bit about what the Lord or give a prophetic uh, message sorry about what the Lord is saying for 2023 thank you Holy Spirit right Genesis chapter 1 need you Holy Ghost 
need you in strong and copious measures. Take over. Swallow up my insufficiency, my humanity, and my weakness. Let your strength be made perfect. To you be all glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Right, so Genesis chapter 1 says, In the beginning, God. That's all I want to focus on today from Genesis 1. In the beginning, somebody say God. Come on, let's try this again. Someone say God. Type it in the comment section. In the beginning, God. It goes on to say God created the heaven and the earth. But you'll see why I'm focusing on the phrase in the beginning, God. Now come with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God can you see the Genesis 1 1 and John 1 1 are literally the same sentence one simply explains the other in the beginning God John 1 then goes on to explain that that God was manifest as an entity called the Word. But the Word was with God and the Word was God. And so if you put Genesis 1, 1 and John 1, 1 together, you get in the beginning, God as the Word. Father, open the heavens this evening. Pour out your glory in measures we have no reference for. Supernatural Father, heal, save, deliver, but give clarity and an anchor for the pilgrimage that this season will bring. Your credit is good with us, so in advance we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Right, so... Let's go back to Genesis 1. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Let's look at this in the Hebrew, shall we? Because it's in the Hebrew. It says, Rashith, and of course, this word Rashith literally is the word Rashith. The B is an article, um, but I don't have time to explain the Hebrew language. But you see, the Rashith is a part of the B, is a part of the phrase for the theme for our uh, week. But Rashith, the B dash is an article, kind of like saying in the beginning. So Rashith in the beginning, and Rashith means beginning. First fruits, first chief, a choice part. All right? So the Hebrew concept of a beginning is not just what comes first. Let me repeat. The Hebrew concept of a beginning is not just what comes first. The Hebrew concept of a beginning 
is, oh, I just realized it's still on there. The Hebrew concept of a beginning um, is, in addition to something coming first, it is seen as being the most important part of the whole. Somebody write that down in the comment section so I know you're following me. For the Hebrew mind, the beginning is the most important part of a thing. It's not just that it comes first in order of chronology. It is that, excuse me, it comes first. I told you we're managing our throat. It comes first in order of priority or value or significance. The Hebrew mind treats the start of a thing as sacred because supposedly it's supposed to be a harbinger of the, of the value and the fortune of the entire season or project. And so, and the Bible says, in the beginning, God, dash, dash, dash. It's not just saying when things started, this is what God was doing. It is also saying God was doing this thing or was manifested as this thing because that is the most important thing to have been doing or to have been manifested as. Let me know if you're following me so far. Rashith, Rashith means not just first in order of chronology, but first in order of rank, superiority, or value, or significance. So whatever is happening at the beginning of anything to the mind of a Hebrew is significant to understand if you're going to get the importance of what the rest will bring. In the beginning. Now, secondly, second thing to think about this is, or to, to understand about this is, and I preach this more times than I care to remember, but let me just go through it real quick. God cannot have started at this beginning because he had to have existed to be able to create. This is a beginning. It is not the ultimate beginning. The Bible says in the beginning because this is the beginning of the season of man in the creative space. It is not the ultimate beginning. It is one of many beginnings, but it is the beginning where humanity is concerned. In essence, in what God wanted the Old Testament mankind to understand in revealing through Moses, this was the reference point. In essence, every season of God <coughs> has something called a reference point. There is a locus of control from which the spirit realm governs and wields influence over every season of time. And all beginnings have one thing in common. God. Are you with me, somebody? I repeat, the definition of a beginning is God. And notice that the word God here is not the word Yahweh. Look at this. It's not the word Yahweh. It's the word Elohim. 
And I believe that I have flogged this to death. Give me a quick second, everybody. I believe I have flogged this to death. That when you see the word Elohim in your scripture, don't think about the creator of the universe alone. Think about a class of beings of whom the creator of the universe is the creator and the father of. But there are other beings that share the title Elohim. Elohim simply means member of the spirit world. It means an entity, a person, a personality that is not physical in its primary form. An otherworldly being, an angel, a demon, a, a principality, a be whatever it is, a, a member of the spirit world. In the beginning, Elohim. Now, we know that the one who did this creation was the prime Elohim. Yes. But the fact that the Bible referred to him by his generic nature and not by his specific identity is telling. In the beginning, Elohim. This is what Paul refers to when he says, that the, okay, let's, you know what, let's go there, let's go there, let's go there, let's go there, let's go there. Let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews. Let's do some revision on it is written. If you were part of the, 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 40, oh no, the 55 or so days of it is written, this should be, um, we, we met every day for over 50 days teaching and opening scriptures and preparing for a season like this in the word. Uh, but for those of you who were not there, let's do some uh, a brief uh, uh, swing back. And for those of you who were there, this should just be a, re a revision. What have I done there? Hebrews 11 is what I'm looking for. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. Thank you. So the Bible says in Hebrews 11, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Now listen. Through faith, we understand that the worlds, and I've explained this before, that this word worlds here is not talking, it's not the word cosmos, it's the word ion in the Greek, can you see? And ion means seasons or dispensations of time or ages. Look, forever and unbroken age, perpetuity of time, eternity, period of time or age. In essence, Ion is not talking about a system as long as much as it's talking about a season. We know by faith that the worlds, the seasons were framed. Listen, they were framed by the word, the rema, the, the proceeding now instantaneously uh, proceeding word of God, Theos, so that things which are seen, the blipo, were not made from things which do appear. In essence, seasons are governed by utterances, hear me, and the utterances ensure that unseen realities are given license to govern seen realities or seen issues. Let me repeat. Hebrews 11 is saying that every season of your life Every season of a marriage, a ministry, a business, a nation, a child, a family, a project, a career, an educational, uh, 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 what's the word now, an academic pursuit. Every season 
is framed. And the word framed is the word katatizo. Now, let's look at that word real quick, katatizo. It means the boundary, the shell, the structure, and the process by which errors are corrected. Look, to render, to fit the sound, to complete, to mend what has been broken or rent, to repair, to complete, to fit out, equip, put in order, arrange, adjust, fit or frame for oneself or prepare, ethically to strengthen, to perfect, to complete, to complete. Chrissy, can you see me? Is that a problem? Okay, cool. To complete, to make one what he ought to be. Do you see this here? So the Bible is saying that there is a way to frame a season of your life. And when you begin to frame that season the correct way, the things which you see are not going to be made from things that appear. Let's look at that word made. It's the word ginomai. Ginomai means, listen, to become, to come into existence, to begin to be. Someone say begin. To begin to be, to happen, to come to pass, to come upon the stage, to be made, to be finished, performed, or wrought. In essence, hear me by the Spirit, somebody. I am trying to save all our lives here by the word of the Lord. That there are things which are designed to manifest in a season. There are things that are given the permission to come onto the stage in the natural world, but they don't emanate from the seen world. If something doesn't come from the world of the seen, it means it comes from the world of the Elohim. And so Moses is trying to get our attention in Genesis 1. He says, in the beginning, Elohim. If your beginning has anything else other than Elohim in mind, you are foolish. If your beginning is carnal, if your beginning is plans, if your beginning is calculations, if your beginning is celebration, are you hearing me by the Spirit, somebody? If your beginning is anything else but running to the causal realm to connect and make plans to tap from, you are not wise. This was what God was trying to say when he asked Job. Do you know the ordinances of heaven? And can you set their dominion in the earth? <clears throat> he said, Job, have you ever taken hold of the morning, of the beginning of a day? And used, oh, let's go there. Okay, 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 okay. Let's go there, let's go there. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Job chapter 38. Job chapter 38. Let's look at this. Now, I was trying to go line upon line, but let's, let, let's move with the Lord, shall we? So God starts by saying to Job, he answers Job out of the whirlwind, and he says, Who is this who darkens counsels by words without knowledge? 
Job has just spent chapters, literally tens of chapters. This is Job 38. So from Job chapter 2, Job has been whining about all the things going wrong in his life. His children dying. And we all know that this was all these things were occasioned by God boasting about him. True. But God is telling Job something. Even though you are righteous, even though you are great, even though I am boasting about you in the realm of the unseen, you're ignorant of certain matters. He then says, who is this guy that darkens? Listen, Job, how dare you complain about what's happening to you? Gird up your loins like a man, for I will demand of you and answer thou me. Meaning these are not rhetorical questions. God is not asking Job these questions to make a point. He's literally saying, Job, these are things I expect you to have an answer for. Right? And then in verse 12, among all these other things he's asking him, he says, Have you commanded the morning since your days and caused the day spring to take his place? Now, what is morning? Morning is the quote and unquote beginning of a day it's technically not the beginning of a day evening is but it's the beginning of the part of a day where the bible says we must work while it is day for night is coming so no man can work at night so night is the separation between the two halves of a day in which god is working the first half of a day god is working in is the evening the erev where he's shutting things down from the previous season he's removing things it's declining light declining order declining revelation it's a season where things don't make sense but god is already at work because he's preparing for the next half called the morning the morning the bukar is the season where things begin the light be, where light begins to shine where there is increasing order increasing revelation and this is where the bible says we must work while it is day for night is coming when no man can work so humanity's participation with god is designed to happen during the day during the day in essence the morning is a sign that it's time to start working with God. It means God is saying, I've done all that I could do without your participation. Now I need you to be involved in this process because what will happen, somebody talk to me in the comment section tonight, what will happen will primarily be, res or will primarily be determined by your responsible contribution. And so God says to Job, was there ever a time when you commanded the morning? the beginning of a season of my dealings in your life did you ever command that beginning and did you cause the day spring now the word day spring here literally means the dawn let's look at this together day spring day spring is the word sahar right it means dawn the beginning the coming of light hear me somebody so God is saying, the beginning is not something you should be shouting about. It's not something you should be clapping for and, and going partying, even if it's a Christian party. It's not a time for jumping and dancing and oh, it's not time for resolution. It's not time for even plans per se. There is one thing you must do with a beginning. In the beginning, Elohim. The beginning is a time for spiritual activity. It's a time for sensitivity to the fact that there is another realm that you do not see with your eyes. And if anything will be seen in the natural realm, Hebrews 11 tells us it will come from that realm. God says to Job, you should have commanded the morning, meaning giving it instructions, and caused the dawn 
the day spring, the dawn, to know his place. Are you seeing this? Cause the dawn to know his place. The Bible then goes on to say, if you do this correctly, you will then take hold. That dawn will take hold of the ends of the earth and shake wickedness out of it. Many of us deal with issues down the road that we had an opportunity to fix in the beginning. Are you hearing me by the Spirit, somebody? I said many of us have to correct and remedially halfway through the journey matters that we had the opportunity to settle in the beginning. Let's go back to Genesis 1. In the beginning. What am I doing? Genesis 1. In the beginning. Elohim. I, I, know, I know Elohim was creating, but that's not the point. I'm, we'll get there tomorrow or the day after. In the beginning, Elohim. Good to see you, my brother, Reverend Shagun. Bless you, sir. Happy New Year. In the beginning, Elohim. If there is anything else that is priority in your beginning, and remember, Elohim does not mean Yahweh. Yahweh is the prime Elohim. Not, El not every Elohim is Yahweh, but Yahweh is one of many Elohim. In essence, the witch doctor, the Freemason, the Sangoma, the Babalawo, the Ezemo, the Dibia can appropriate this same verse. Isha lavromongo botiya Ah, help me, God. Help me, Holy Spirit. This principle is well known by the unseen demonic realm. Did you hear me? I said this principle is well known by the unseen demonic realm. Because they understand what to do with beginnings. They understand new months, new moons, new years, new seasons. They can look in the stars and see, in the heavens and see the star of him who will be born king of the Jews and come to worship him. Believers are the only people who assume that every second of every day, every day of every week, every week of every month, and every month of every year are the same. Believers are the only people who have been sold the stupidity that salvation means that, that what the Bible says, one man esteems one day and the other esteems every day alike. That scripture has been bastardized into far more than it was intended to be when Paul wrote it. It's talking about in, in essence of your quote and unquote ceremonial worship of God. But every Hebrew, including Paul himself, if you read his writings, made it clear that all moments are not alike. 
there are windows of time that are given to control larger windows of time. If you never hear another word I say till the day you die, hear this one. If there is no other nugget of wisdom you allow me be used as a tool to pass to you from heaven, let this be the one that you can control larger periods of time by much smaller periods of time. You can control a day by an hour. You can control a decade by a week. And by far the most important system of control of a period of time is that period called the beginning. The Bible says better is the end of the matter than in essence, what happens at the end is most important. But what happens at the beginning is most significant towards what will happen at the end. Far more effort must be expended halfway through than what would have been needed if business was correctly done at the beginning. And the way to do business at the beginning is to, Christy, let's go back, is to understand this simple phrase, in the beginning, Elohim. It is not a beginning if there is no spiritual activity. Did you hear me? The proof that there is a beginning in the earth is that unseen entities and realities are up to something. What causes a beginning in the seen world is the activity of the unseen world. In essence, if there is no spiritual activity, there is no beginning. New year, new season, new month, new whatever. It doesn't matter what the calendar says. If there's no spiritual activity, there's no beginning. On the flip side, it also doesn't matter what the calendar says. If you discern spiritual activity, the signs are there is a beginning going on. You, you can know when there is a beginning by spiritual activity. In essence, if you sense spiritual activity, if God gives you the, the grace and the favor to be able to discern what is going on in the realm of the unseen, if, if you pick up an uncommon flurry of, the, of activity in the unseen world, odds are there is a beginning that you may or may not be aware of. In the beginning, Elohim created. Let's move on now. So in the beginning, Elohim, unseen entities, unseen realities, spirit, the spirit realm, created now is the word bara. Bara means to shape, fashion, right? New conditions and circumstances, transformations something new miracles to cut out this is a word only ever used in the hebrew of bringing something into the seen world that previously did not exist 
Every other kind of creation or formation primarily uses the word yatsar, which is used in Genesis chapter 2, which means to form something from raw material. So you bara something literally by designing it. And then you construct, you yatsar it by constructing it. Are you with me, somebody? You bara by design. You to bara means to 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 make a design to 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 what's what I'm looking for now. It means to bring something. It's a word used for how you compose music, how you design a building, design a. And I said this thing has never existed. You're literally giving life, language, and existence to an unseen reality. You then yet saw it. You you yet saw what you have barad. The Bible says the beginning is the time for bara, not for yatsa. And that's why many of us fail. Because the foolish ones among us don't do anything at the beginning. We just celebrate, we clap our hands, say, yeah, it's a new day, it's a new year, yeah, yeah, and nothing will happen. Those who are knowledgeable but not wise, so those who are intelligent, they'll start to yatsa at the, be at the beginning. They'll start to form, make plans start to move in essence they don't they don't waste time just celebrating they start doing stuff and you get some value from that look you see put, let me see my face but those who are wise use the beginning to bara not yet sir you will yet sir later what you have barred at the beginning because the beginning is a time to create unseen realities and as we saw, you need the Elohim world involved. You don't need Elohim to Yatsar. When it was time to Yatsar, the Bible says God stooped to the ground and formed man. When it was time to Barah, he spoke to the other Elohim and said, let us make man. Yatsaring, constructing is a physical activity. But those who will successfully yatsa will be those who took the time to first spiritually bara in the beginning. Elohim, spirit beings, barad. They fashioned an unseen reality. Or they fashioned something tangible from an unseen reality. And how did they do it? The fashion, the heaven, we'll come to this tomorrow. The heaven, Zz, shamayim, the word im, the, the phrase im, I am, means plural. The heavens and the earth. We'll look at that starting tomorrow. But how did this occur? Genesis 1-3, let's go back, Chrissy. Genesis 1-3. And Elohim said Elohim said this is how the beginning went Elohim the spirit realm of whom Yahweh is the king but there is more to the spirit realm than just Yahweh quote unquote there's more to the spirit realm than Yahweh's personality but Yahweh is the essence of the entire spirit realm that's what omnipotence one of that's one of the things omnipresence means elohim said and the word said is amar amar to utter 
to answer. Excuse me. To say in one's heart, to think, to command, to promise, to intend, to be told, to be called, to be said. Listen, to boast. To act proudly, to boast, to avow, to avouch. In essence, to say with great latitude. Answer, appoint, avouch, bid, boast, call, certify, challenge, charge, command, commune, consider, declare, demand, desire, determine, express. You get the point. Ladies and gentlemen, the beginning is the time for words. Mm-hmm. Not thoughts. Not mindless prayers. It's the time for the active, intentional, spirit-led deployment of the word. And now we go to John chapter 1. Because like I said, John 1, while talking about an earlier beginning, is saying the same thing. In the beginning was the word, the logos. And the word was with God. And that word was God. In the beginning, Elohim manifested as using the word. The Bible then says, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Ooh, all things were made by what? The word. The word, the logos, the idea of God's mind and will that was then uttered as the Rema. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, in the word was life and it is that life so when we shout boka ladies and gentlemen this is how boka happens by a word by the word it then says when that light is allowed to shine in darkness darkness cannot comprehend it darkness cannot apprehend it darkness is you know it's the whole john cena thing you can't see me darkness can do nothing with it Ladies and gentlemen, I have a question for you. Oh, before, before I ask you, the, let, let me ask you the question via scripture. Let's go to the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 4. You should have read this if you are on the Bible plan with us in Kingdom Culture UK. If you want to be a part of the, if you are already a part of the Kingdom Culture family, but you're not a part of the WhatsApp group, in essence, you're part of any of the apostolic hubs or any of the local congregations or you you serve or your financial partner in any way and you want to be a part of the whatsapp group send an email chrissy put it on the screen contact the kculture.org we have a lot of love and family banter there and we're on a we're on a, a, a 180 day bible reading plan and part of your reading today should have been matthew chapter 4 and matthew chapter 4 says in verse 4 
Let's start from verse one, Chrissy. Let's show them. Matthew 4. First of all, let's look at Matthew 3. This is a bit of a, of, of a sidebar, but let's look at Matthew 3. In Matthew 3, Jesus has, at, up until that point, the high water mark of his experience with God. He was baptized. He went up immediately after the water. Listen, the Bible says the heavens were opened unto him. Now, I'm sure many of you have read that wrongly over the years. It doesn't say the heavens were opened over him. It says they were opened unto him. Are you listening, somebody? The heavens were opened, not over him, unto him. You can be under an open heaven that is locked to you. Let me repeat. The fact that, heavens, the hev that heaven is open does not mean it is open to you. And the fact that heaven is open to you doesn't necessarily mean it's open to me. Something happened at Jordan. The Bible says the heavens were opened unto him. This was a special arrangement for him. This, he was stepping into his season of Bokar. He was given personal access to the heavens. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove. A voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, hold that in your mind. Holy Spirit, should we go there? Ezekiel, okay. Well, mm, 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 mm. Holy Spirit, what are you saying, sir? Ooh. Okay, we'll, we'll, go, we'll come to this. Okay, okay, go. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Just checking with my boss. Ezekiel chapter 1. I want you, I want you to see the same principle here. In the, it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, I was among the captives by the river of Chabar. The heavens were opened. Someone said they were opened. When they were opened, he says, I saw, not everybody else, I saw visions of God. Now, we see this, the same thing in Matthew 4, right? It says the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel says, I saw visions of God. He then says, listen, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest. So when the heavens were opened to him, he didn't just see, he didn't just have visions, he didn't just have encounters. <coughs> Excuse me. It says the word of the Lord came expressly. In essence, this was not a riddle. It was not a, a similitude. It was not a, a proverb. God spoke in black and white. The word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest. In the, loud of the, in the land, sorry, my, my throat and my, my nostrils are blocked. In the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kebar. It then says, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. He saw visions of God. The word of God came to him. And then the hand of the Lord was upon him. Notice the heavens opened. God revealed himself to him. God then spoke to the word of God. The, the will of God. The plans of God. The agenda of God. The speakings of God. They came expressly. Not in shadows or riddles or types. Ezekiel had express 
access to the word of the Lord. And then the hand of the Lord was there upon him. Notice this was the beginning of Ezekiel's ministry. This was the Bereshith of Ezekiel's ministry. Let's go back here. So this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. In essence, when a man is about to step into his season of Bokar, this is what happens. Are you listening to me? If a man will step accurately, boldly, and correctly into his season of Bokar, this must transpire. If you waste the beginning of your Bokar, if you do not engage this at the beginning, you will cry down the line. At the beginning, the heavens were opened unto him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and light upon him, and lighting upon him. Listen, and, a, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, saying, this is my beloved son. So for Jesus, this was the word. This was the preceding word. It was a word of identity. It was a word of what? Identity. All right. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Because immediately after this, that same spirit led him into a wilderness to be tempted. Let's look at the word tempted. I've said this before, but I want you to see with your own eyes. Look at the word tempted in the Greek. It's not what you think. Pirazzo means to try, to prove, to examine, to trial by, to try to make a trial of for the purpose of ascertaining quality, to test one maliciously, craftively to put to the proof one's feelings or judgment, to try or test one's faith, virtue, or character. Does that make sense? Okay, so it literally means Jesus went through an exam of affliction. What we call temptation is a byproduct of real temptation. One of the ways that the affliction is accomplished. But for 40 days, Jesus was being tested, put under a stress test by the enemy. And notice, the Bible doesn't say he was instructed, or the Bible doesn't say God instructed him to fast. The Bible says that he fasted. Notice there's no instruction to fast here. Mm-hmm. Does he say, we've come again. It's a new year, we're going to fast. You don't have to fast this year. Look at me, look at me, look at me. The instructions the last few years are because as a shepherd and as an apostolic leader, I was trying to prepare you for this season. I was trying to teach you the discipline. God was trying to show you how. In this season, it's not by force. You can eat all you want. Jesus understood that beginnings are times for what? For fasting. Why? Because in the beginning, Elohim. Jesus told his disciples, there are levels of interaction with the unseen realm that do not happen without prayer or fasting. Prayer and fasting. Fasting is one of the cheat codes 
by starving the desires of your body, primarily your stomach and the dopamine receptors of food in your brain, you are forced into a state over time where you are more sensitive to the unseen realities. Jesus knew if he was going to get through this period, Natalia, you're right, that it was going to have to be done among other things on the platform of fasting. Christy, let's go back. So he fasted and then the tempter came to him and said, notice the Bible says he was tempted of the devil. When he had fasted, then the tempter came. Can you see what the scripture is saying? Are you getting this? Jesus knew he was going to have an encounter with the tempter. And he says, he will meet me fasting. You, you didn't get it. Jesus said, hey, the Holy Spirit is going to lead me to an encounter with the tempter. Okay. Uh, when is he coming? 41 days from now. We're starting a fast today. When the tempter came, he found him already having fasted. In essence, Jesus was already plugged into the unseen realm. He was already knee deep in a discipline that was designed to give him access and sensitivity to the unseen world. Notice the first question the tempter asked. If you be the son of God. What's the last thing God said to Jesus? This is my beloved son. What's the first thing the tempter said? A challenge to the last thing that God said. Look at me. Look at me. Chrissy, look at me. What's the last thing God said? This is my beloved son. What's the first thing the tempter did? Challenge the last thing God said. It's not an accident. What's the last thing God said to Adam and Eve? Instructions about what to eat and what not to eat about the garden. What's the first thing the serpent did when he came? Challenge the last thing God said. Because the devil knows something you don't. Let me say this in my mother's language. She me. It means, are you listening to me? The devil knows something that you seem not to. Commanded these stones, what stones? The stones at Gilead, the stones at Jordan, sorry. The stones of the covenant that Joshua picked out of the water when they came out of the wilderness. The stones that were the foundation of God's covenant with the nation. He said, hey, turn, turn your dealings with God. Turn God's promise to you. Ah, <coughs> discard your history with God to satisfy your hunger. Meet your, your carnal desires, your needs. Satisfy your feelings by destroying what you and God have built in that case for generations. Hear me. 2023 sadly will be a year where some people will destroy what they've built with God for generations and I pray for myself and for you that we will not be one of them I told you I'll prophesy a little bit each night 
you will cry when you hear some news in 2023 and 2024. Men and women of history with God will in a moment throw that history away and turn stones into bread. There will be a falling away of the order that will break your heart. People who are within an inch of their eternal destiny reward we will throw it all away because of this issue. Jesus answered and said, Satan, it's not a matter of bread. It's not a matter of bread. Man, Chris, let's go back. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Bread is a metaphor of scripture amongst other things. Hear me, in this season as with every Bereshit, it is not enough to know what was written in the Bible. You must know what is the preceding proceed in essence every season must be regulated especially at the beginning by a proceeding word like i said to you over the watch night and the first sunday of the year on the first of january are you aware what the regulating word for your season is Isha. Are you aware? Have you spent time to ask God what the proceeding word is for every area of your life? If not, you're in danger. Let me say this with a proper accent. You're in danger. Because the tempter is coming. Listen to me. It's not a curse. The tempter comes for every man or woman at the Bereshith of their Bokar. And prime, his first test is, did you hear when the heavens were opened to you and you saw visions of God? Did you take the time to let the word of the Lord come expressly? Or did you run away excited about your encounters with no proceeding regulating word? In the beginning, Elohim, spirits are active. In that beginning, the wise pursue the word of the Lord because they know, according to Hebrews 11, that they can frame. Let's go back to Hebrews 11 real quick. Real quick. Let's look at that word frame again as we get ready to pray. And as if God will give me grace, I'll share a little bit more prophetically about what's coming. Mercy, good to see you. Through faith, we understand so see this is what faith does 
This is the sign that a man or woman really has faith. It's not just, oh, I believe, I believe. No, faith helps you understand that the ions, the worlds, the ages, the seasons of your life are framed by the rema of God. Rema means proceeding word. It means word currently being spoken, right? The word frame, let's go back. We saw this earlier today, but let's repeat it. The word katatizo. This is the beauty of the word frame. It literally is a blank check. It gives you everything missing. Look at this. To render, to fit, sound, to complete, to mend. So to complete it, if it's broken, to mend or repair it, to fit it out, to equip it, to arrange it, if it's out of order, to adjust it, to fit or frame for oneself, ethically, to strengthen, to perfect, complete, to make one what he ought to be. In essence, God makes a season what he desires it to be by a proceeding word. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be careful here. It's 2023. Uh, I told myself that there are things that I will not belabor anymore, but, but allow me to do this once more for the road. This is my problem with many of my prophetic brethren. First of all, half of the things that they predict don't come true because they're not being predicted by the Spirit of God. They're being predicted sometimes by human personal bias of what God is. They mean well, but then secondly, the prophetic word is not primarily a predictive word. It's a creative word. In essence, when somebody tells me that they have the word of the Lord, while some prediction is necessary, like Samuel told Saul, this is what has happened, this is what will happen. That was to get his attention, to stabilize him in the past and the future. So the word of knowledge stabilizes, anchors you one hand in the past. The word of wisdom anchors you with one hand in the future so that you are stable to receive the proceeding word of prophecy and in Saul's case it was you will become another man and you will prophesy and you will become the king in every prophetic word must be a proceeding word in essence if you hear a prophetic word and you cannot take with it something to live by it either was not for you or it was not from God What is the proceeding word of God for every aspect of your destiny, especially in Bokar? And how do you get it? You get it when you are at the river Chabar, when you are at the river Jordan, when you are being baptized, you are being, you give yourself to a period of being submerged in the spirit. In essence, you have to line up for a, a, a protracted, condensed, intense season of spiritual dealings. Does that make sense? You don't get it chewing chicken saying, my, my God, what are you saying? No, 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 no. You go down to the river. You, 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 you pursue spiritual disciplines for a season. You give yourself to prayer, fasting, and the word. You are desperate to mind what God is saying. And let me help you out. If you're only starting that now, you're behind schedule, but there's still hope. 
some of us started that in September. Mm. Some of us begin this process September every year. But there's still hope for you in January. It's not too late. Remember, Jesus said, this kind goes not. It's not just talking about casting out an afflicting spirit. He's literally saying there are spiritual activities. There are dimensions of spiritual connection. There are levels of spiritual dealings that you don't do on a full stomach living your normal life. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 there, are, there, there are dimensions of spiritual tamperings that require consecration journeys. You, you need to go on a journey. On a journey. And when you go on such journeys, God begins to speak. And how does he speak? Let me show you how God will sometimes speak. Or how he starts by speaking. Let me show you the two, before we end and pray tonight, the two extremes of the speakings of God. The first extreme is Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10. Isaiah 28, verse 10. Let's start from verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. Listen. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Listen. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he said this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing yet they would not hear so God can speak or God usually will start speaking precept upon precept line upon line here a little in essence when God starts to talk it doesn't start expressly and it's a test it starts out as a fact-finding mission a dream here a vision there a scripture there a sermon here a prophetic message from a prophet here in essence God starts by disparately sending pieces listen because the process by which you put the puzzle together is almost as important if not more important than the actual message at the end the discipline it takes to put the puzzle together creates the kind of man or woman that deserves to know the end message and that's why many of us can't do business with God because we have spiritual ADHD and like I said you're talking to a man who knows about the, the natural classical ADHD very well personally so I'm not being insensitive you can't be insensitive to yourself right but but if you're going to see people like me we need grace when you hear people like me shout and say God have mercy on us we know what we're saying does that make sense I, I am naturally my natural neurodiversity puts me at a disadvantage in walking with God does that make sense my, my my human nature my my way my brain works the way my brain is given to be distracted and not focused and 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 you know 
classical ADHD, right? A man like me needs grace. So when you see somebody like me walking with God as long as I have, at, to give him all the glory at the level of, 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 of frequency I have, you know it's a miracle. You know there's a spirit furnishing and sponsoring my pursuit. Because if you leave me to my own devices, God will have abandoned me long time. People like me can't walk with God without his help. That's why many of you take God for granted because, you know, you're naturally gifted with being focused and disciplined and consistent and, and you know, your, your willpower is strong and you, you, you have big picture, executive function naturally. Some of us don't. You remove God from some of us, we are blubbering, blabbering idiots. And so we need him. But many of you are naturally healthy, but you have spiritual ADHD. You can't run. You, you first of all can't pay the price to receive a preceding word. Because there's a price for a preceding word. And it's not an instantaneous price. See. Ah, Vanessa, welcome to the club, my sister. <laughs> That's how the Bible says that God uses the foolish things of the world like us to confound the wise. Listen to me. Some of us spent more tea. I, I spent more days last year fasting than eating. Mm. Hear me. Some of us spent more days last year fasting than we spent eating. In fact, technically, some of us fasted the entire year. We took breaks to eat. We were on a year-long fast. We just took if you a week here and a week there to eat and even the the weeks we took to eat our definition of eating would be some people's definition of fasting for instance and I, I'm, I'm not saying this to post i'm trying to help some of you understand what i'm talking about <laughs> when i am not fasting my breakfast is 2 p.m in the afternoon that's when I am not fasting. So, for instance, this last few weeks, the last few days, sorry, uh, I've been taking medication for my, you know, my flu-like symptoms. And so, with that medication, I needed to, I couldn't fast because I was taking medication. So, listen, while taking medication, my breakfast was at 3 p.m. every day. That was because I was taking medication. So, that's a non-fasting day. Mm. You know, I went somewhere recently and one of my one of my spiritual nieces sent me a message and she said she, you know she said rev um you know i went he said you know we want to figure out what you're going to do for breakfast i said bre bre what <laughs> you want to break my fast literally we know something something is coming and we need a word we see so we spent some of us spent the whole of last year receiving a proceeding word for this year if you did not do that i plead with you spend the whole of this month doing the same because even those of us who did are still going to because we don't think we have everything yet those of us who are wise are not too quick to run and share the prophetic word for the year does that make sense because we understand that here a little and there a little he is still speaking. 
that there is still line upon line precept of in essence there are still complexities and shades even as that yesterday god still sent uh, one of my spiritual siblings to me with a dream that added more to the preceding word but then let's go back to ezekiel 1. this is the end of the process ezekiel 1. god moves gradually from speaking precept upon precept line upon line here a little there a little let's go there chris ezekiel 1 chapter 5 no chapter 3 and the bible says is he you there by the way can we celebrate minister christiana who's with me in the studio tonight the bible says the word of the lord came expressly see there's a spectrum there it starts by god speaking here a little there a little and when you have fulfilled the process an entity called the word of the lord comes to you expressly the bible says the entrance of your word brings light it starts off as mining and pursuing the mind of God and receiving tranches, tranches sorry, of downloads. At some point, those, in those discrete pieces become an amalgamated entity that will come to you. In essence, the full mind of God will visit you. It no longer is revelation. It's now an entity that is doing business with you the bible says of the man joseph says the word of the lord tried him till his word came the word of the lord tried him listen the word of the lord tried him till his word came i believe that psalm 105 i'm not mistaken psalm 105 yes psalm 105 verse 19 okay so he sent a man before them even joseph who was sold for a servant whose feet they hurt with fetters he was laid in iron listen until the time listen that his word came it came colon how did his word came or how did his word come his word came after the word of the lord had tried him so the word of the lord will try you and maybe tomorrow or when, or thursday i'll show you the four ways the four steps in this trial but let me summarize them for you real quickly the first is it will it will be revealed to you to see if you can because not everybody can receive a word the fact that the word was sent doesn't mean it will be received secondly it will try you by contradiction by circumstances that don't line up with the word thirdly listen it will try you by your ability to so, so the, the third is the contradiction the second is by your ability to pursue the fullness of that word can you see the the the, the burning bush and stop and turn and hear the bible says to hear all the words are you listening to me somebody to hear all the words Ele kumara kiaraba. 
Someone say all the words. All the words. Not all of not some of them. All the words. Ezekiel chapter 3. Let me show you this real quick. Let me show you this real quick. I'm trying to rush, but let me show you this real quick. Ezekiel chapter 3. Verse 10. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, all, not some, all, 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 all. Some of us have some, including me. But God is saying you must have all. All my words that I speak. Someone say all the words. Someone say all the words. All the words. The third is by contradictions. What you do when things don't line up with that word. And the fourth is by your ability to build your life. The Bible says that we, ah, we should build ourselves upon our most holy faith. You don't build yourself by praying in tongues. Listen, 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 listen. So you don't build yourself upon your tongue, sorry. It says building ourselves up, up upon our most holy faith. What is faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. You build yourself upon your faith, right? And then the process by which you do this is you pray in the Holy Ghost. Your praying in the Holy Ghost opens a portal by which you can build, you can, in essence, you can construct your life according to the proceeding word of God. The wise man built his house upon the sand, upon the rock, sorry. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The same flood came. Jesus said, the rock are my words, my proceeding instructions, promises, directives, dealings. Hmm. So, the beginning is a time to pursue the word of the Lord. And let me end with this. It's a time to do what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. Chapter 51. What do you do when you find the word of the Lord at the Bereshit? What do you do? This is what you do. When you find it, you do Isaiah 51, 16. I have put my words where? God doesn't put his words in your ears. <laughs> mm -mm. God believes in mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. God deals mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. I have put my words in your mouth, and I have covered thee in the shadow of mine hand that I through you may plant the heavens beginning Elohim and lay the foundations of the earth and say to Zion you are my people when you find those words when you mind the mind of God you go into speaking mode can we practice that for a few moments tonight can you open your mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost
le kurian neman zapre dosh tafali etigando ros na hatikapa zefre tulembre kista barie koriata santa barie ndorie kedebrosh ketidi santa barie turiana man zapre dolia palakro ros tavarie kelianan zabradie kola zapre doja baba batile kuman zapre kinando rohos tebedi Rekete pradosna 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 Rapronosne pranusna prantarabas katabraye koriata Aikobon se fretonta kwatelelo Kwatelelo Maikondo Razi prorete skiletola Aiko mayasuri ke funentwa aburu kwatele kwadibra adion jobrotie keleliata Say Lord this season help me to do business in deep waters Jesus was at the river Jordan Ezekiel was at the river Kebar water bodies shinana ruko feninkwata le prodos da bradie kunambre washno koria taveka as da brokobrea help us to go down to the river to the place of spiritual dealings to the place of spiritual encounters help us give us grace lord to do business in deep waters that your word may come expressly unto us let the heavens open unto us frame our worlds frame our seasons father let the council of zion be the framework of this dispensation la koria bababoho zefeninga rabario kosevatia la prekunanta barie keliata jeborieka jeborie kaila atwanentwa we give you praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give us grace this month to make the connection. Give us grace to fast, grace to pray, grace to pursue. Grace to be sensitive, grace to be still, grace to prioritize your dealings. Eshanando Stabia, we give you glory, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. And Father, each of these five days as we gather, and then for the seven days after, for the week of apostolic emphasis first, and for the seven days after, Lord, Aburabiakinanda, for the January consecration journey. Le Sumbra Adindo Brokoria Bela. Ah, help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. I combo atumwate pretun de brekista vradia. La rome keti pran as we show up on the 14th for 12 hours to do business with Zion. Meet us, Lord. Meet us, Lord. Do business with us. For those of us for whom the enemy is already laughing and saying, you know, you don't have the discipline to do this. I speak grace over your life in the name of Jesus. Such as I have received and the Lord is pouring out for his people. We share in the Holy Ghost tonight. 
that the God of our fathers and the Lord who has worked greatness out of normal men, including the one on your screen right now, release grace to you. Grace to you to follow through. In the name of Jesus. So when people are asking me, why aren't you stressed out? You're moving building this week. Why aren't you stressed out? Because I have a word. This happened and this happened at your home. I have a word. The enemy did this and did that. I have a word. But hear me, not only do I have a word, I am pursuing more of that word. This is why I can't afford to be distracted by nonsense. Because first of all, I am inoculated from the effect of the nonsense by the part of the word I have already received. But secondly, I am so focused on receiving the fullness of that word to regulate this season of my life that I will not let, again in my mother's language, any ready, ready, and rada, rada distract me. And I recommend this approach to you too. Attack these 14 days. Not more than 14. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I think it's 12. Yeah, attack these 12 days. Starting tonight. After tonight. <laughs> Just hold on. Everybody, hold on one quick second. I, I have to do this. Give honor to whom honor is due. Hold on. Pastor Steve, I'm on a broadcaster. I will call you back. And I you'll be proud of what we're talking about. I'm on a broadcaster. Love you, sir. All right, you see, so the, 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 this is my spiritual counsel. I have men in my life, fathers, uncles, brothers, and sons. And I'm not surprised he's calling me today because we understand what this, that's Pastor Stephen Tutu, by the way. We understand what this season means, right? We know that this is a time for business. So these are the people I am talking to now. I'm not dealing with any... No, these are, the, these, these are the things that you should give this next few weeks to. First of all, secondly, um, like I said, some of us are on a fast. And we're on a 40-day fast that started today. You're welcome to join. It's not compulsory. The quote-unquote compulsory one starts on the... What day now? It starts on the, the, the 8th to the 14th. Five days. Was it six or seven days? So you can join that one if you want. For those of us who really understand the dealings of the Spirit... We started the year fasting and we'll be doing it for 40 days. A word is enough for the wise. Amen. And we're coming on the 4th of January in the city of London. We'll give you the address for 12 hours of prayer. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Now, I said if God gave me grace that we would prophesy a little bit this year. So let's, let, let's, let's open some scrolls just a little bit. or prophesy towards this year. So like I already said earlier today, th this will be a painful year, a painful season. This season will last longer than a year. Uh, we are stepping into uh, a, a three-year three season in the realm of the Spirit. So 2023, 2024, 2025 at minimum will be one macro season in the body of Christ. There will be a few things you will notice. Number one will be that there will be a painful falling away. Men and women who have held onto the horns of the altar... And have had a good reputation in the spirit and i don't just mean preachers but some will fall away make up your mind you will not be one of them but it will be a season of recompense and reward the books will be opened and god will begin to settle scores 
in a good way. Uh, men and women who have been in the backside of the wilderness holding up a burden for the Lord will suddenly receive a public recompense. God is about to bring the 6,000, the 5,000, the 3,000, the 2,000, the 1,000, the 7,000 prophets out of the caves that have not bowed their knees to Baal in every city and begin to set men and women in positions. He's going to say, you were faithful over this. I'm going to set you over this wider jurisdiction in my kingdom. And the Lord began to say to me that this is the year of Nigeria. Hear me? And it's not just because Nigeria has an election this year. But the Lord said to me two years ago, and he said, I'll let you know when the season is ripe to turn your attention towards Nigeria. And 2023, beyond the elections, far beyond the elections and whatever their, their outcome is, is a year or is the year of Nigeria. Write it down. It is the year where heaven will open the books where Nigeria is concerned. It will be a year of severe judgment. A cycle of judgment will be opened that may last far longer. Certain bloodlines in Nigeria and certain uh, political genealogies are about to come under judgment. For some, the judgment will be instantaneous. For some, it will take years and maybe decades. When you look back, you will trace over time that 2023 was the year where God began to move through the land because he said that the noise of my people has reached my ears. It will be a year of austerity and famine. Listen to me. It will be a year of austerity and famine. Famine both of the natural and the spiritual order. There will be droughts. There will be crop failures. Hear me by the Spirit. There will be acts of terrorism and acts of crime that affect the food supply chain. But there will also be a famine in the realm of the Spirit. A famine of hearing, not of the word of the Lord, but of hearing the word of the Lord. This will be a time where men will suddenly understand the value of the bona fide oracles of God. And there will become a mass migration. Hear me. The kingdom is about to be redistributed. There have been warehouses and holding centers that heaven has permitted to keep God's people safe for a while called ministries and churches that are about to be emptied into deployment centers. And so if your ministry is just a warehouse and not a deployment center, this will not be a good season for you. If you are a deployment center that was never a warehouse, there will be a, a seismic shift in your fortunes. And if you were a warehouse that was also preparing to be a deployment center, there'll be a seamless transition. Some people will stay in relevance some will come into relevance that were not in relevance before and some will fade out of relevance that were in relevance based on whether or not they are where or will be a warehouse and or a deployment center now coming back to famine economics are about to get worse it's going to get worse it's going to take longer than the experts experts predicted for things to get better but hear me, the Lord says, in the midst of famine, you will prosper if you have a covenant with the Lord. This is going to be a season to buy houses, businesses, property, assets, right? But they're going to open supernatural doors of economic transition. Because while others are saying there is a casting down, we will be saying, not every Christian, but those of us who are given to the covenant of the Lord, will be saying there is a lifting up. 
if you are not a practitioner of the financial covenant that is founded but not restricted to the tithe, I plead with you, if you want to see God's goodness in this season, begin. You will not go to hell for not tithing. You will not go to hell for not giving, but you will miss out on a lot of the allocation of the blessings of Zion. It is about to be said of the company of God's people in this season, who are these that fly? For the abundance of the sea is about to be converted, says the Lord. And men and women will migrate into realms of significant wealth and influence and affluence. Because I will command the Egyptians to settle scores with you. You will not leave Egypt empty, says the Lord. And I will bring you out into the wilderness where you will build me a tabernacle. Centers of global influence are about to realign. National alliances are about to shift. The leagues of nations that we have known normally are about to be disrupted because they will be, quote and unquote, unholy alliances or uneasy, sorry, alliances in the, in, in, in the realm of the spirit. You will see nations begin to fraternize together that you would not have thought of in the past. You will see fractures in relationships between countries and nations that historically have had strong geopolitical ties. When you see this, know that the beginning of troubles is near, saith the Spirit of the Lord. For again, says the Lord, I will shake the heavens and the earth. Something is coming that will be just as disruptive to life as COVID was. I don't know if it's going to be a pandemic. I have not seen that. But there is about to be a similar level of disruption to the everyday world and life that we will see in this season. Mm. Business as usual will never again be business as usual. Malone kalifunam pretolis de pranongo kaika as pale pronente prokoti pranandia kapatia. There are new diseases that are going to be developed. Or, well, I don't know if they'll be literally developed, but there are new diseases that are going to be unveiled. Not all of them will be contagious, not all of them will be pandemic natured, but there will be quote unquote new diseases on the, on the scene, says the Lord that will be sent from the pit of hell to afflict and even take the lives of many. How much more Holy Spirit for tonight? <laughs> Believers, watch the stock market. Watch the stock market, says the Lord. Observe it carefully, for it will be for the rising and falling of many. There will be opportunities and there will be the death, in some cases, of generational wealth. Watch the stock market and the capital markets in general. That stocks, bonds, shares, forex, uh, 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 guilts and everything of that nature. For those of you who are financial, you know what I'm talking about. Watch the stock market carefully. And finally, for tonight, for tonight, we've got five days to go. Finally, for tonight, mm, Holy Spirit, should we go there? 
okay before i come to that i just felt to i, I felt a release to to, to to put this out there as well now hear me um Beware the wolf in sheep clothing, says the Lord. Stand not with them, that I may not smite you in my anger when I judge them. I'm speaking to those of us, especially in ministry, but not just in ministry, but especially in ministry. There are men and women who have been marked for destruction in this season and for judgment. And the Lord is warning those of us who would claim to be righteous to not just not take part in their actions, but to have no dealings with them. Because in this season, proximity could be dangerous. This is a year and a season to risk being called names and an isolationist so as to separate yourself from those upon whom the Lord has pronounced judgment and marked for destruction. Lay hands on no man suddenly, be no partaker of another man's sins. For the word of the Lord is to remember the instructions of the Apostle Paul, who says, with such a one, do not even eat. Hear me. Be ye clean that bear the, bear the vessels of the Lord. Stand apart. Be separate, says the Lord, that I do not consume you with my wrath when I bring it upon the sons of Korah. Thus saith the Spirit of the Lord. And finally, this is going to be a year for striking. The Lord says that there are things that he has shown directed instructed or promoted or prompted in the hearts of many that he has been restraining you from for a season he says be be ready in this season for i will give you swift instructions to strike the things that you have known and written and prayed into and wanted to do and felt to do but not felt the release to you know god was saying this but for a long time you've not had the release god says in this season and this year There'll be quick instructions to strike. And literally the word is strike, not move, strike. Swift, sharp actions in ministry, in business, in family, politically, spiritually. And these incisive strikes, says the Lord, will bring almost instantaneous results. For the whole earth will know that I am the Lord for it is a strange thing that I will do with you this year. We give you glory and we give you praise. Lift your hands, everybody. Lift your hands. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. He's here. Let's take advantage of his presence. Let's take advantage of his presence tonight. Father, would you heal by your outstretched hand? every medical condition, every psychological and mental health condition, every spiritual condition, every affliction, every addiction, every besetting sin, heal tonight. 
heal tonight. Marunanaika. Breath of God breathe tonight. Displace tonight. Shift by your spirit. Zavuta Aleboma. Zavuta Aleboma. Zabre Kurende Kedibradoshtaba. Zapronente Kidabaroj Dedi. La Kurama Santai Kapa. Ale Kwataiko. Zeprarantosh Naraina Arukepwa. Arbadaile Uriadan Zokobelekata. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. Governor of Zion. Governor of the kingdom. We turn you loose tonight. By the finger and the spirit of God, we cast out devils. We undo the work of demonization. We evict demonic squatters. We break demonic altars. We silence voices speaking demonically from bloodlines. We release a season and a cycle of miracles, healings, deliverances, prophetic manifestations, favor, breakthrough, consecration, purity. We thank you and we give you praise. In the precious name of Jesus, somebody clap your hands, oh, you people. I, I, I see somebody with, I don't know if this is a growth or a pain, but it's in your side. Somewhere from beneath, from between beneath your armpit to your waist on one side of your body. I just see the dealings of God there. It means God is healing something. He may be taking something out, putting something back that's damaged, whatever it is. There's a healing going on. It's, it, I see this flow of, 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 of spiritual energy from around your armpit on one side of your body down to about your waist. If that's you, I rejoice with you. You are healed. Oh God, you are good. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Alrighty, so. Uh, and 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 for several other people god will be healing you over the course of this week while we gather and in between the gatherings even tonight i just discern that at least mo more than one person was healed we want to hear the testimonies chrissy can you put the details on the screen please write to us at contact at kculture.org we want to know what god is doing it strengthens our faith it gives us joy and when we share these testimonies usually we do share one or two of them here and there without uh we don't add your names or anything but it also strengthens the faith of other people who are believing God for something similar. Now, this is a year like we spoke to you last year with no apology, but we're going to lay emphasis on financial stewardship. Mm -hmm. God can't speak about financial and economic blessing and we not respond. And so last year we would say, well, you know, if you want to give, that's fine. This year we are unashamedly encouraging everybody who drinks at the fountain of this platform to regularly sow back into what God is doing here as you should every platform house or ministry where you are either planted or you regularly benefit from the details are on your screen uh, we have a group of people called our kingdom builder partners 
these are people who regularly give to the work of God through this house and this platform. Uh, if you are a regular giver, this is the last call. We've been saying this for a month now and you have not sent in your, in essence, you already give regularly. Send us an email, meaning you give either weekly, monthly, once in a while, but you, it's not, it's not a one-off thing. You regularly sow into what God is doing here. Send us an email at Kingdom Builders at KCulture.org so we can add your details to the platform because we're about to roll that out over the next few weeks. Um, we have a an instruction from God to be specifically responsible for your prosperity financially and otherwise in this season. Uh, God specifically spoke to me and reminded me of an instruction he gave me before and said, this is the time. Uh, and I have, just for those of you who were not there when I made the announcement, I have closed down one or two of my business activities to make the time for you. So I have shut down clients in the corporate space to have the time to give to the members of the Kingdom Builders platform what I did with those clients in the corporate space uh, for a financial reward. And my my minimum charge out rate was £250 an hour. That's the God honest truth. Uh, God said, put that aside for now and treat the Kingdom Builders as your coaching clients in this season with scripture, with the word of the Lord, with prophetic impartation and position them to go to the next level in my financial stewardship for them. And so that door is closing very soon. So if you're already a financial giver, send the message in. If you want to be, it's still open, do so. No push, no stress. But for those of us who give offerings, tithes, uh, prophetic seeds, to our building fund, to our orphan aid program, to our ministerial support network. We support uh, kingdom ministers and, uh, and, and missionaries around the world who have no direct connection to our house. All those details are on the screen as to how you can sow. We ask you to be consistent, regular, and increasing this year as you see the Lord increase you in every way. We are back tomorrow and every day this week until Saturday <coughs> at 7 p.m. UK time. Once we're done on Saturday, we go straight after Saturday. We have five days of the week of apostolic emphasis. We then go immediately into seven days of fasting and prayer. Some of us are already fasting and praying uh, for the first consecration journey of the year, Bereshith. You see, it does, I've just noticed the flyer doesn't say consecration journey. I don't know how we missed that. That, that needs to be there. And then on the 14th of this month, we end that consecration journey from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. with 12 hours of prayer in the London area. Feel free to travel down from all around the world if God directs you. Love you guys. Bless you. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Looking forward to all that the Lord has for us this year. It will be said of us, come and see what the Lord has done.